Lavasage. Why, you old geezer. Oh, you, you said it right. You told me you something about Palm Springs has a train that goes to Palm Springs. Okay. I bet it stops at every little town along the way. Listen. Okay. I saw it somewhere. I saw it somewhere, online somewhere. So much Were so. Were you under hypnosis? P- quite possibly. Mm-hmm. But you know that I keep a running list of things that I want to talk about with you specifically. Yeah. I don't keep a list for anybody else in my life. These are things I have well, because to talk you to go, you. Because we, we separate, you know, you go away on tour then, and then we come back to do the podcast. Or you're in Wyoming or you're I, wherever. Yes. Uh, in a sling somewhere. Somewhere with, doing, yeah, having a West, fun time. In, with Western wear. And then we we get together and we just go. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I have to write a list of the things that I have to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. And the last thing, and I just showed you because we were talking about this, the last thing on my list is Palm Springs Express. Mm-hmm. So I was online somewhere. Somebody told me, so I heard it in my ether. Uh-huh. And I said, I have to talk to Rue. I think, I believe there is a train that goes right from LA. Union Station. Right, to Palm Springs. I beg to differ. <clears throat> <laughs> I just told you. I heard about it. Palm Springs Express, it's called, and I don't think it's a bus, although, would you be open to a bus? I would not be open to a bus. I want a bullet train that makes no stops. It goes from... from To me, express means it makes no stops. You although, know, but, you know, people people don't know no good could English. Could stop at, people at ain't Cabazon? Got no, would people, you be happy? People ain't got no good English. No, people don't know English good. <laughs> this says, Palm Springs, California, like no place else, get here by train. Amtrak from Los Angeles. It's look connecting services throughout California. Hold on, departing Palm Springs, um, departing Union Station. It leaves at 10 p.m. No, this and then can't 10 be. hours later, you arrive no! in sunny Palm. Two and Springs. a half hours later, is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. In the car, in the car, I could get to Palm Springs in an hour and a half. Well, this one's the Texas Eagle train departing Union Station 10 p.m. It arrives Palm Springs at 12:30 in the morning. Two and a half hours. Okay. That seems normal, right? And what, what train? Is this is Amtrak? It's Amtrak, I think. Um, uh, listen to this one. LAX, there's the Flyaway Express, um, where you could take it straight to Palm Springs. I wonder if you could take a, a, a plane from Burbank to Palm Springs. I bet you could. This, this that is makes amazing. more sense. Yeah, maybe, but nonetheless, they exist. Okay. And I didn't know this, but I would be totally <clears throat> into taking an Amtrak uh, train. Now, have you not been to Palm Springs? I'm so embarrassed. Like, I'm such a bad hag. I have never been to Palm Springs. You're going to love it. I am actually a bit afraid <gasps> because I know I'm going to love it so much. You're going to love it so much. I'm going to want to buy a place. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna want my place to be there. Well, this is the thing. There's not a lot to do. I know that the, that uh, Ross Matthews goes to two cans, and the girls perform at two cans. Yes, uh, but I, there's I, also a place where he goes during the day. Um, not two cans. Is it Tiki? I forgot what it was called. Where he goes to play his um, trivia game. Okay. And he calls himself. I think his name is his trivia name is Oprah. I think. Okay. Well, we, you know, we go. What we, do you do? Well, we we usually stay at the Parker. So you stay at a hotel. Stay at a hotel, um, um, or we, we once, a few times, stayed at the Avalon, which used to be called the Vice, Viceroy. Right. <clears throat> and um, it's lovely. So what we end up doing is we will probably stop, dry, we'll stop at Cabazon on the way there. So How far is Cabazon from Palm Springs? Because I'm going to have to go. It's about 30 minutes. So I'll drop David off at 
the hotel. No, this is what you do. Okay, you take I-10. First of all, we take the 210, which turns into I-10. Okay. And that goes all the way to the 111. I wonder if I would take the 101 to the 110. Oh, from where you are. Yeah, you would take the 101 to the 134, and the 134 turns into the 210. Oh, okay. That's what you would do. Great, done. Straight. It's a straight line. Straight line. And then about 30 miles maybe 25 miles outside of Palm Spring on I-10 is the Cabazon outlets. Outlets. And you'll know you're at Cabazon because there's a casino, there's a, a skyscraper in the middle of the desert. And that skyscraper you is- You just sounded like Cher just there, the way you said that. Did, did I? So, you said skyscraper in the middle of the desert. You <laughs> <laughs> sounded like well, either Holly Hunter or Cher. Well, we're both California girls. Yes. You know? Yes. In the middle of the desert, there's yeah. a skyscraper, okay. and that's the Morongo Casino. Casino Morongo, yes. I know, yeah. Okay. It's right next door to Cabazon. So David could go to the casino exactly when I go shop. But, you know, there are things at Cabazon that he wants. Now, the thing, the trick to Cabazon is this. it Most of the stores, probably 90% of the stores are fake outlet stores. And what Rue means by that is... If you didn't know, outlets have been around forever. Calvin Klein is one of the biggest, um, the original, uh, yeah. uh, what's the word, designer. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they they design and produce lower quality, not really Calvin Klein. They they stick their label on it. Yeah. And they make them specifically for these outlets. Yes, stores. they make merchandise specifically for the outlet mall. So you have to sift through that. Because the understanding with an outlet mall is that it's this is that this is uh, merchandise that didn't sell in the stores. And they are sending it to the outlet. But the, the truth of the matter is only 10% is, is that true? Is yeah, it where yeah. that's true. Where Does that make like, sense? Yeah. So what you're saying is t- 10% of the stuff that was sold in a flagship store that's yes. actually Calvin Klein Couture yeah. would be sent to the outlets because it right. didn't sell in the stores. But you never find that in the Calvin Klein store. You find that at, you can find it at, at Gucci, St. Gucci, yeah. Saint Laurent, yeah. the Prada store, the Alexander McQueen store. Um, the um, Ferragamo store, the, the higher, higher the end. Etro store is all is You've all. You've loved Etro for years. I've loved Etro for years, and so that those are the stores that I go to. But because I'm not going to go to that mall to get something that was made specifically for an outlet mall, I'm going to Cabazon to get things, uh, high end things Correct. that they've marked down way, 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 way low. Correct. And uh, the people that frequent this place don't really know that they make things specifically for the outlets. They just think they're buying... And I'm using Calvin Klein as an example because right. that was one of the originals. Another one was Bass. Remember Bass? Yeah, yeah. vaguely, yes. Yeah, that was another brand. Um, Anye was one of the original brands. And they made stuff specifically for the outlet mall with Correct. never in their flagship store. I don't store. think so because I don't know... Like that, We're going back to early 80s here yeah. when my mother used to bring me to outlets. Oh, now, did you ever go up to Woodbury Commons in New York? Bitch, do you know me? Have we ever gone together? No, we haven't. But we talked about it. And the reason, Woodbury Commons, I told you, uh, there was one time, there was a store called Ultimo of Ultimo Chicago. It was from Chicago. Did they serve pizza? They did not serve pizza. No deep dish, Uh no thin crust, nothing. Mm. But they had every brand. And they were really... um, huge shoe section uh-huh. and every new year's day that's funny huge shoe huge section. shoe section huge, i said it right you too. did just like you did naturally huge shoe sh- shoes now no, you're gonna now fuck I me can't. up huge shoe section yeah now have you ever talked about how every time i have to say i i've made a decision 
I'm thinking of Michelle. When I'm on the show and Michelle's sitting next to me, I have to say, what do I say? Well, normally your instinct is to say, I've made a decision. <laughs> and every time you know I'm waiting because for you. Because she's waiting, waiting for me to make up. So then I end up messing it up because I'm thinking about it too hard. Every time I'm waiting for you to go. Yeah. Because there was one season that you literally said eight times in a row. You yeah, couldn't. I couldn't say I've it. made my decision. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, when you do it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, um, but now my trick is to slow it down. You have to. I've made a decision. And I have to go, a, duh. I have to make a hard, duh. I've made a decision. But that, if that works, then you go with it's it. It's what I work. Yeah. yeah. So you said they had, huge they had a sh- shoe section, a huge sh- shoe section. They had a huge shoe. They had a huge shoe section. Yes. So you have to stop that huge. You, the, you have to stop the huge in its tracks. They have, they had a huge shoe. <laughs> it worked really they well. They had a huge shoe section. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they, I made friends with the queen, this, uh, the boy that worked there, I loved. Dominican? What, uh, he was Haitian. Latino. No, he's Latino, uh-huh. with some ilk. Uh-huh. And he would call me and say, oh, we're going to have a big sale next uh-huh. week. And at at, uh, at Woodbury, Ultimo, Woodbury, Woodbury Commons. Commons. Yeah. I would drive up. I got one New Year's Day. I spent like $400. Every pair of shoes was $25. <gasps> Manolo Blahnik. Dolce & Gabbana, Jimmy Choo. I got every pair for $25, turned them around, sold them all on eBay. You're telling me they had a huge Jimmy Choo shoe section? They, yes, they had all those brands. Huge Jimmy Choo shoe section. Uh-huh. And I got them all. So the point was that I would go for that. So there are those places. You drive all the way up there. I would drive. Because it's, what, it's an hour and... It's an hour plus. Yeah. Hour 15, hour 20. Harriman, from New York City. Harriman, Harriman New, New York. York. Exit. Yeah. 16 off the throughway. Yeah, I think it's exit 16, yeah. And also... You know, it's huge now. Oh, massive. It's beyond. They were like one of the first ones. I was living back in New York when I did the Mix 1027 station where the first one that would open at midnight on Black Friday uh, on on Thanksgiving and would yeah. stay open all night. Okay. And they had a store there called JM Originals that had all the stuff I would dress my little girls in. Uh-huh. Frilly, fun, poofy. That and they hated. They, I'm sure, well, they couldn't say yeah. that that's yeah. the last time I was able to dress yeah, them. Yeah, well, they were basically indentured slaves at that um, point. Duh. Yeah. They fucked my body up. Might as well get something out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to blame them. It's 18 years later. So um, I would go and spend, the whole store would be 70% off. So you get, you know what I mean? Wow, yeah. So that stuff does exist. And I think the whole point of us talking about this in outlet, not just Cabazon, in all outlets with designer stores, if you know what you're looking for yes. and you know the product, you'll know what's real and what's made for an outlet. That's right. You know, and people ask me about this all the time. I go shopping all the time and I, a lot of times I don't buy anything. Same. I need to see what's happening. I need to see the trends, not just trends in fashion, but what what what's in the store what the price is now yes. so that if i do I'm, if I'm on the fence about something i can go and pick it up later when it's on sale yes. and i know it's real i get a rush you know you always always talk about the payoff of things yeah i have an addiction to shopping because for me it's not just shopping because i'm not loaded mm-hmm. i don't have the money i get a really big rush when i find something that i know how much it is and i'm getting yeah. a major deal yeah i get an actual kick pat but whatever the payoff is mm-hmm. i get an emotional payoff for finding something for a fucking steal yeah. which is why my friends and people that know me know that if i have something especially a pair of glasses that's an obsession whatever it is they know i didn't pay right. full price for that shit right so when you see me wearing gucci glasses that were eleven hundred dollars i can guarantee i didn't spend more than three mm-hmm. things like that you know what yeah. i mean no it makes me feel good too I, and i usually i have so so many clothes i don't need to buy something at original price no unless 
it is just unless I know I'll never see it again. Which can happen. Which can happen. Especially with limited edition pieces like shoes, glasses, yeah. handbags. Like I covet that um, there's a Louis Vuitton line with all the artists oh, on yeah. the bags. Yeah. I covet them. They're gorgeous. I won't Do you have buy, many of no, them? Don't, I don't have any. Just because the only place to find them now is in the store's full price. Right. I don't have any, but they're gorgeous. That Da Vinci one with the Mona Lisa. Like, mm. it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of beautiful ones. And there's Gucci bags that you see that come out that are just like, holy shit. Well, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of Gucci bags at, at, at the outlet. Yeah. They have For good prices. Great, yes. Yes. Okay. Great prices. I told you when we were at, at uh, Woodbury Commons the last time, uh, they had sales like 90% off. Yes. We put a hurtin' on that place. But that's the place you want to put a hurtin' yeah. on. Sorry, but not on Fifth Avenue. It just, yeah. yes, there's a difference to be able to say, I got it. It just came out. Mm -hmm. This is the latest bag. It comes out this week, and I have it first. Right. But really, at the end of the day, who cares? Uh, yeah, no, nobody cares. I'll nobody wait three cares. months and have something that was last season to get it for 90% off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, right. So you take, you drive out to Palm Springs, you stop at Cabazon. On the way. Is, which is where the skyscraper is. Okay. And then you, you load up your car and you drive on to Palm Springs. And obviously, if, if you, with your family. I'm sneeze. Um, you know, you, you, ah! you rent a house or yeah. you take you know, an Airbnb. Do we do a or, hotel or do we do an Airbnb? You know, if it's just the two of you, uh, you could do a, a um uh, hotel. I would do all four of us, though. A four of you. Yeah. Aren't the kids in college? Aren't they okay. getting married and stuff? I know stuff? this is yeah. shocking, but yeah. they like to do things with their mom and dad. I don't believe you. I swear. For the most part. Right. Lily might, Lily's going to be 18, so she may be, you know, I don't want to do that. But Lola loves How that. soon are you going to go? I don't know, but I really want to go. I keep talking about it. I've talked about it for two years now. Yeah, yeah. And every time I go to go, something else Well, the thing up. to do, there's not a lot to do. I mean, uh, we bring the bikes out there and early in the morning we ride all over town uh on our bicycles yeah so we, we you know we check in the hotel there's good the restaurants bikes. yeah yeah i guess so oh you know what the parker actually the food at parker used to be bad now it's really good is it the food at the parker is very good see that's david's concern so a part of me feels like and i told him you don't have to go because i feel like i want to do gay things with my gay friends go to play you know like go with ross and go to the toucans and go to play well, don't trivia. Don't people just sort of bother you a lot? Don't people sort of tag on your shirt and go, hey, um, selfie time. Yeah, but I have no problem Cookie saying, time. No. Cookie time. No. I love people and I will talk, I will hug, I will meet, and I will greet. Yeah. But I feel like it, in certain situations, like if you're waiting outside of a hotel, I feel like I have the ability to say no, but come meet me at the venue when I'm together. Yeah. And not just woke up from a nap and I'll gladly take a picture. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like there there is a... A time where you can say, you know, I was at the Beth yes Center no. last weekend, and you know, I had a bunch of um, bags, and and they're doing construction there, so the escalators were broken, so the elevators were the only way back down to the parking garage, and there, and there, there was tons of people waiting of on the elevators, you know, to come. And this guy comes over and says, "Oh, can I take a selfie?" I said, "Um, thank you, sweetheart, but I, I I just can't right now." But I thought about it later, and I may have said this to you before, but you know, if you're gonna ask me. If you want a picture, um, you got to learn to stroke the shaft a little bit. Correct. But I think that's necessary. And the younger generation, and not just the younger generation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think people in general, because we've come, we've become such an instant gratification society, forget about doing things like introducing themselves first. Right. Introduce yourself first. Yeah. And, uh, you I'll know. Come over and say, oh, Rue, 
you, your show is amazing. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Thank you for all the work that you've done. Uh huh. Would you mind? No, I don't mind at all. Thank you so much. And I'm and so, so I'm so thankful that you stroke the shaft a little bit Correct. because they just run up and go selfie. Yeah. It's like. And there's a look of kind of craziness. And again, yeah. I am the person to say, get out of the fucking car, go take a picture with them. They can't afford a ticket. I'm all about that. Sure. But I think they're like, if you're mid bite of food, right? I think it's kind of nicer to say, if you don't mind later when you're done eating, I don't want to bother you. Exactly. And then you say, absolutely. Thank you for respecting. Me. Yes. Or when I roll out of bed, like I have looked heinous coming off of airplanes, mm. sick. I wear a mask. Like, I'm a mess, and I'll have people run up and just say, Selfie! Uh, and I'll go, hold on, hold on. What do you mean on. wear a mask? You mean like a I wear a SARS mask on the airplane. Okay, good for you. Because you I know, get sick. Do you know about SARS? You know what the, you know what the SARS mask, do you, did you know, they don't protect you from germs. They protect Me other from people it. from you. Correct. Did you people? Did you know that producer? Yeah. In when you order, wear when you wear a, a disposable surgical mask or your own personal, it protects other people from you. Correct. And I was sick coming home from South America, mm -hmm. so I wore it fourteen hours. Mm. You know, I wore it seven hours and six hours. What? That's thirteen. Mm -hmm. But I would wear it for that reason as well. Um, but at the same time, the only way they work, vice versa, is with a HEPA filter. So I have one with a HEPA mm. thingy on it. So. Right. I'm that girl. So my point is, if I just slept for 13 hours and I just rolled off a plane, I'll literally, you know, and they'll be like, it's like, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. If they're too young to come to the venue, I will literally go outside the venue and meet them there. At least right. I'm together. I don't smell like I brush my teeth. But yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, know. I get it. But I, I do it. understand. I do want to defend them on the other side and say, they're thinking this is their only moment. Yeah. No, they see you at the elevator in yeah. the Bev Center. When are they going to well, see Well, but then, you, bitch, you better learn how to stroke the shaft. Correct. Because, um, um, I, A, I'm not studying your Facebook or your Instagram, right. and, and I'm a human being. Correct. And, you know, you know. It dehumanizes yeah, the whole it does. thing. So it does. you heard the PSA here first. I have no problem with it. Rue has no problem with it. But just be a human first. Introduce yourself. Tell us what you love. How do you know us? Right. I love what you do. I love your show. You're funny. Well, because you honestly, know? they uh, I've, um, honestly, when when they just go straight to selfie, it means oh, you you actually see me as a thing. You don't see me as a human, they don't which care. gives me Correct. carte blanche to say no thanks. Correct. Yeah, and I, I think that's not pompous. I think that's legit. Yeah, of course it is. And I think that's fair. So I also think of that often. If I, you know, when I tell you, I'm like, find John Hamm and bring him back to me. Uh -huh. Like I'm. I'm using him as a play. Thing. Oh my God. I didn't. We haven't talked about the Vanity Fair party. And we're going to take a break. We did it? No. Did we do that today, did producer? We talk about did the we talk about the Vanity, Vanity Fair, Fair party? party? Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. But, okay. but there might be more you have to tell me. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, we'll, we're going to take a break and then we'll be right back after okay. this. I want to talk about style. You know, some of us have it, some of us don't. And just because you have a sense of style or don't have one doesn't mean that you can't need. Get a little help. Yeah. You always give you a little help. You and there's no it. time like the present to discover the style you never had. And you can, with a little help from Stitch Fix. Our friends at Stitch Fix, they have reimagined the way that we find and buy clothes. It's so convenient, you guys. Stitch Fix understands that life gets busy, so all you do is tell them your sizes, your favorite type of clothes, and how much you want to spend, and your personal stylist will pick out clothing for you based on your preferences. Oh, stunning, stunning. You could try it before buying it. If an item doesn't fit, 
or you just don't like it, no worries. Just send it back free of charge. Just answer some basic questions about your sizes, your favorite styles, your budget, right from your laptop, smartphone, or tablet, and your personal stylist then springs into action, hand-selecting five brand new clothing items just for you. Now listen, I know, personal stylist sounds like it's bougie or something only the rich and famous can afford, but you can too. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only 25 bucks, which is actually waived if you keep all five items. And since your personal stylist uses only your preferences to pick your clothes, you're still in complete control. And once your items arrive, you try them on, you only pay for what you keep. You don't like something, you need another size, send the items back, no questions asked. Shipping is always free both ways. It's totally customizable. Now get your fix whenever you want or sign up to receive scheduled shipments. The choice is yours. Now we love Stitch Fix and we know you will too. So hurry to stitchfix.com right now. Don't forget your offer code RUE and get started now. Keep all five items in your box and you're going to get 25% off your entire purchase. Stitchfix.com slash RUE. That's stitchfix.com slash RU. But Joe, have you heard about this movie Disobedience? Not only it's, I've seen it. Yeah, well, Rachel Weiss, uh, Rachel McAdams, and it's this amazing story from the Academy Award-winning director of A Fantastic Woman, Sebastian Lelio. It is just brilliant. Listen, now you know what it's about, right? Yes, it's about verboten love. Verboten love. Verboten love in the Hasidic community. That's why, because we don't get to see inside that community. No, no, not at all. And there's a reason for it. And Rachel Weiss and Rachel McAdams play it really, really well. And they're childhood friends and their lives go in different directions. And you soon find out that they have an illicit relationship and they had to separate because of said illicit relationship. Yes, and therein lies disobedience. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, it starts this Friday, April 27th. Go and see Disobedience. You won't regret it. We are back. Uh, I just realized I did talk about the Vanity Fair party. Because we talked about parrot heads. Yes, yes, and Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Which is really cool. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever get old. No, no, that was that was pretty. I'm trying to think anything else happened there. It's just such a weird Was it weird for you to see all these people? Yeah. Everywhere you look, it's, it's a famous person. Yeah. Every everywhere you look, it's a famous I person. So your your brain is going, huh, 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 what? Okay. Oh, oh, hi, look, there's Joan yeah. Collins. Huh. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. At one point, I was talking to someone. Did you see Joan Collins? And I, 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 in the corner of my eye, I saw Joan Collins on the couch. And I said, note to self. Um, I don't want to see that. No, note to self. <laughs> go over there and say hello to Joan Collins. But I was in the middle of a conversation with someone. Because you're, you're talking to someone. But, of course, in your peripheral vision, you go, oh, look, there's some. Um, and you're trying not to be rude and, and do you're that trying Hollywood not to be thing. Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking, oh, look, there's the, oh, wow, there's Guys, the Gabriel Union. The th- the thing in Hollywood that I hate and Rue hates, yeah. and I think it's because at the core I'm a New Yorker and you are too, is New Yorkers look you in the eye when they talk to mm-hmm. you and there's a depth. Even to strangers that hate you, they look yeah. you right in the eye and they yeah. speak at you. And LA, especially wannabes, not so much celebrities, it's more the wannabes, mm-hmm. they're talking to you but you see their eyes constantly shift away because they're yeah. seeing who's bigger and better behind you. Right, right. And it's the most disheartening Soul crushing thing when it happens to me that I'll literally say, "What, what are you looking for?" Uh-huh. To people, well, you know what or they're looking I'll end for. End the conversation. They're looking for their next job, and because it's a company town, everybody's here doing one thing, and you don't want to miss anything. Did you curl those lashes? No, it's just that's those are your real lashes. Yeah. 
They're so good. They're really not. I just put tons of mascara on. And it, I've asked you this a million times. This one especially. I have very curly eyelashes. Okay. Um, and this mascara is Sephora brand, believe it or not. Is that what you told me the last time Yeah, I it's asked? a Sephora brand. It's got a great, that teddy bear brush, yeah. and it's um, burgundy. Oh, right. It's a burgundy mascara, so it makes Is that my... just a limited thing they're doing? No, they always have it. I Burgundy on green eyes. Burgundy's the color for green. Okay. So it makes them go, ah. Yeah. And yeah. it looks like my eyelashes are curled, but it's just good mascara. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they do this thing, and I understand they're looking for their next job, but I think that people in Hollywood, the big producers, the big directors, I think they like when somebody looks at them. Yeah. Directly. Sure. This constantly like, uh-huh, you're fi- You're not even in the conversation with me. You're feigning it. Right. And I'm biding your time till, you know, Joan Collins walks <laughs> Joan <laughs> Collins ain't going to give you a job, bitch. Right. What, but what but if- she's going to get you a really good story to tell. She's get a really good Instagram picture with the most likes you've ever had. Yeah, yeah. exactly. True. Yeah. It was It was interesting. Um, it, was, it was a very interesting party. So what else do you have on your list? So we haven't determined whether or not there is a train that goes to... Because if there was a train that goes to Palm Rue. Springs, we would really hear about... People would be taking it. It's not like, you know... It's not like the Peter Pan to Maryland, you know. Well, it's, it's called the Palm Springs Express for a reason. So, y'all, whoever's listening. But two and a half hours, that's not an express. What is it then? Well, it's going to be stopping. Okay, in, if you drove. It would take an hour. If you drove from with where? no traffic. From West from Hollywood. From West Hollywood, uh, an hour and a half with no traffic. And that's when I use, you know, I usually leave the house at either, you know, Five in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. Cabazon opens at ten. I'm I'm usually the first one in the store as <laughs> they open up, and I know the stores I want to go to. I will stop. I will first go to Saint Laurent, Gucci. I'll go to um, the Prada store. So are you done in like an hour, an hour and a half? Done in an hour. Okay. So here's here's what we want for people that are listening. And you're probably right because if this thing said it took two and a half hours mm-hmm. and you're saying driving takes one and a half and they call it an express, that bitch should be there in a half an hour. Right. So maybe it's not a train and maybe it's a bus or maybe it stops. Wait a minute. Okay. But it was you're looking a, at a thing right now. I'm looking at my list. Oh, but um, didn't you go to a website? I mean, yes. shouldn't it say train or bus? I mean, you know the difference between a train or a bus. No, I don't. I think it is a, it got to be a bus. It can't be no train. Going through the mountains. It said it's an Amtrak. It's a train. Yeah, thank you, Alex. It, then it must go south. It must go via San Diego. <laughs> it goes via Sacramento. Uh-huh, because. But we're going to get there. Them mountains. Them they mountains. Just, they just get in the way. Yeah. But that's that's what I saw, and that's why I wrote it down, because I thought, oh, we were just talking about that. Well, I think I may have said that one of the times we went to Palm Springs, um, we took a helicopter all over the valley. Yeah. And that was brilliant, because we flew over Salton Sea, nope. Rancho Mirage, nope. Palm Desert. Can't do it. Uh, Palm Springs. We were going to go up to Big Bear and do that, but it was going to take too long. And then it was very windy that day. Yeah, nope. Uh-huh. I'm out. Why are you scary like that? Don't like it. Why are you scary? I don't like it. Don't be scared. I don't like it. Um, you know, people you, bungee jump. Don't like it. Yeah, I'm not gonna be bungee jumping. But why are you gonna put your ass in a chopper? <laughs> no. Mm-mm. It's kind of fabulous. It's so you get to see so much in such a short amount of time. Um, what else do we do up there? I've never taken the tram up to the top of that mountain. I would do that. Yeah. That trammy thing. Mm-hmm. I would do that. And then what do you do when you're up at the top? Is there a restaurant you or something? You turn around, you go right, you bring your ass right back <laughs> down that hill. 
Uh-huh. You go back up and then you yeah. come back down. Yeah, you were, yep. goes up? Yep, you was crazy as hell when they brought you up in here, <laughs> but you in your right damn mind now. <laughs> oh my god. I, I just to me it sounds like a really fun, relaxing. I feel like Palm Springs sounds really happy. Yes, it is. It's very quiet. It's a place for us. It's very quiet. I you like know, that. it used to be a, sort of a retirement community. Well, it really. still is that, isn't it? It is, yeah. You've but, got the gays and you've got the retirees. Yeah, yeah. Lots of retirees, mm-hmm. um, lots of wide streets. And, um, you know, if you rent a house, though, or if you're at the hotel, you're at the pool and you're doing that kind of thing. And if you have rent a house, which is what I think you would do, you, you would have a barbecue, you'd cook, and you'd have people over. David's just concerned that it's going to be too hot in the summer. It's very, oh, in the summer. It brutal? is brutal. Okay. When, that's why when we brought the bikes out there and rode around the, in the morning, like at like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Hey, the morning, that's still the night before. Yeah. Well, um, we would ride around with the lights on the bike and everything and have um, breakfast at Elmer's. George can get up at your hours, too? He can. He can do it. Yeah. Dear but, Lord. um... By the time we get back to the hotel, say at um, 7, 7.30, it's motherfucking 110 degrees. Yeah. See, that's what David can't deal with. Yeah. I don't mind it if I'm going to sit out Is that because he's from Chicago? Probably from Chicago. Uh, you know, they don't, they, don't, they don't like the heat. Yeah. Uh, he just doesn't like it too hot. I love the heat. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, there's enough and enough, but if you're sitting by a pool and you can just dip in, get out, yeah. read the book under the umbrella, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then go to trivia night and then go see a drag show uh-huh. or a dinner theater. Ooh. Like I'm in. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Well, now do. they have that new hotel called the Rowan. It's, and what's there? It just opened about three months ago and it's um it's right on the strip and it's, you know, luxury hotel. It's called the Rowan. They have a few new hotels. I didn't even know there was a strip. See, like I don't even know anything. Yeah. Well, he likes this um uh, steak steakhouse called, is it good? I want to call it BJ's, but it's of not. Of course you do. It's called something like that. Mm-hmm. It's I'm gonna, well, Let's just call it BJ's. Okay. It's right on the strip. It's called Fellatio's. Uh-huh. He's Italian. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do you do there? You, you know, between you and Ross and Carson, I can figure out how to plan a really fun Oh, you know, you know, one of the things, um, uh, uh, on a Sunday, we will go to open houses. Oh, they have an area called the Old movie colony they have another area called uh las palmas and then old las palmas las palmas is where uh all those big movie stars used to live and the old movie colony oh let me give you this it was called the movie colony because the contract players at mgm and all the big studios in the 30s and 20s or whatever had deals where they could not leave a 100 mile radius and the movie colony was just inside the radius that their contract allowed them. Oh my God! To so all the movie stars would, would go, go there. there. Yes, yes. And who lives there now? Well, no, I, no one lives there now. Meaning, not celebrity, but like, is that a place that you would go to stay? Well, these houses are private homes. Oh, okay. There's but, not like hotels. But you know what? Who has the most beautiful home? I've been around the world. The most beautiful home I've ever seen is Martin Lawrence Ballard. If you've ever met oh, him. never met him, but his designs, I follow yeah, him. Yeah. It's a dream to have him design even one room. His taste level is off the charts. Beyond. Yeah. I- I've known him for. And his aesthetic is just 
classy enough and just tacky enough. It's like a combination. He's fabulous. Yeah. He's fabulous. I've known him for yeah. well over Doesn't 20 years. Does Suzanne Summer still have a place out there too? She's been trying to unload it for years. Has she? Yeah. It's, I think they've lowered the price again. I think it's 14 minutes. She has a compound. thing is that it's a house It looks like it was built in the 20s. Oh, it's so giant. It's, but no, it's, it's not. The, the doorways are small because, you know, people have gotten bigger. Correct. So it feels cramped. It feels... You know, I think it's probably a tear down, but no one's buying it because it's too much money. It's too for much a tear money, down. and it's uh, it's old, and it's very specific. Uh huh. So now she's but, got a huge garden there, yeah. Walkway, pathway, all that stuff, because that's yeah. very her. But do a lot of celebs still have big places like that? The I'm way they sure did? they do. But who's a celebrity anymore? You know, in my day, you know, Shirley Hemphill is a, a celebrity. She was, and, yeah. but I mean, but oh, I, 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 it's hard for me to think of people. Shirley from what's happening. Shirley from what's happening. It's hard for me to think of today's stars as like big stars. No, but I, when I. I'm, what I'm, I'm speaking thinking about stars like Dinah Shore, darling. That's what I'm You're talking Kelly about. Like, Grant. like Suzanne Summers yeah. and Cher and yeah. do all them, those kind of big names that they we know. They used to. They yeah. used to. Is it still a celebrity hangout? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, we went to open house once and uh, the house we looked at was Sidney Sheldon's old house. Oh, no way. He's the writer um, who wrote lots of those salacious um, movies, romance yeah. books. And he did his, did movies like his, his books turned well, into the, movies. Well, I was going to say the movies were based on the like book. Like Bloodline. He was actually the creator or a, a writer of I Dream of Genie. Sidney yes, Sheldon. Yes, true. Yes. Yeah. Great show, one of but the best. But back then, you know, all the stars had those those homes there. But you can go to open houses. And, and of course, um, but anyway, back to Martin Lawrence Ballard's house. Okay, yeah. I, I actually looked down on it from the helicopter when we flew over. And he's invited us to stay there over and over again. I just, I feel, it, the house is so beautiful. It's like a museum. I it's, wouldn't want to. It is so stunning. It's stunning. You could see pictures of it. It is, yeah, you could see online, pictures yeah, of it yeah. on in Architect, Architectural Digest. Digest yeah. But the house is, it's, the pool surrounds the house. So when you look at the house from the outside, all you see is, you know, a wall and a door. But inside, it's like a Turkish or Moroccan home where it's all open air surrounding this pool. It is so beautiful. So go to Inter... Architectural Digest. What's your dream of? Martin Lawrence Ballard and his... Martin is spelled with a Y. Of course. Of course. Of course. So he's oh, fantastic. Anyway. So where would you say to me, okay, because I know there's different sections. Yeah. And between Theron, Ross, Carson, and they're all telling me different sections. Fenton has a house there. Where would Where's the perfect place for David and I, area-wise, to stay the first time? Um, I would stay in the movie colony. Movie colony. Especially if you're going to do- Are there hotels there? There are no, uh, no hotels there, but if you're going to do an Airbnb okay. or rent a house, and if we were to get a hotel, if I if, if I were you, I would go to the to the Parker first, just okay. because the experience of there it really captures what Palm Springs is all about. Oh, I love that. Okay, and it's Done. very chic. Done. Very chic, and um, you know they have bungalows. Uh, I don't know if they have two bedroom bungalows. But um, bungalows that have a patio where we keep the bikes and uh, fireplace and all that stuff. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. But yeah, it's I love it. I, love I think it. that's a great plan because I've been talking about it forever. Thing is, we kind of have to go now because you have to go in the winter. Well, we we once rented a, a mobile home and drove down to Salton Sea, which is about maybe it's um maybe it's uh thirty miles beyond. 
Palm Springs. Sounds stupid, but is Palm Springs south or north of us? Uh, Palm Springs is east of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So you take the, you know, the 10 freeway leaves Los Angeles. It goes all the way to El Paso, Texas, the 10. But that's south. Yeah, well, it, it goes east and then it goes down and south. Go, okay. And okay. then it continues. Actually, actually. So it takes you just straight out. Yeah, it straight, takes okay. you straight out. And uh, the 10, uh, the, um, Palm Springs is off of the 10. You have to go a little bit south on the 111. Uh, um, to go to Palm Springs. Off the 210. Off the 10. But, but if I'm going to take the 134 to the 210, the 210 to the 10 to the 1? Yes, exactly. The 210. Now that we just bored everybody no, with our numbers. this is there. the thing. The 210 takes you to 10. To oh, the 10. Oh, I see how you did that. Yeah, 210 takes you to 10. I can't wait to finally go and report back with all my stories. Oh, you're going to love you. They're going to love you. I know I'm going to love it. It's like Vegas without the gambling, although there is a casino there. Yeah, and that's, is the only casino, Casino Morongo? No, actually, there's one. There used to be the Riviera. Like in town? Yeah. I think the Hard Rock Cafe has a casino also. Hard Rocks usually do. Yeah. They're usually hotels and casinos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's our vacation planned out. There you go. You you did Maui for me, and now we're going to do this. Yeah. So we have special guests coming up, um, and I know how to say his name because... Um, I practiced this. Okay. It's Kumel Nanjiani. Oh my God. From The Big Sick, which is a fabulous movie. Uh-huh. And his wife, who's also the co-writer of the film, uh, Emily V. Gordon. And she lived she lived the life. She that's she's the girl in the movie. Yes. Uh, it's a true true story. Such a good film. And it's so good. You know who's brilliant in that? We're Ray gonna Romano. go to break. Ray Romano. Ray Romano is brilliant. Yeah. I l- did not miss an episode of Men of a Certain Age, and I don't know why it got canceled. Mm. It was a brilliant show with him, Scott Bakula, and Andre Brower. Yeah. And it was so Ray Romano was fucking brilliant. He's great. Yes. So lovable. Yeah. But we're gonna go to break and uh, after a while we'll have uh, our special guest. Very cool. Uh, Michelle, have you heard of this fragrance company called Fleur? Yes, I have. I love them. So good. So good. It smells so good. And it's so beautifully packaged. Yes. And it is good stuff inside that bottle. Rue, finding the right fragrance is kind of like, you know, falling in love. There's that initial whiff of attraction. Oh, yes, girl. And then as time goes on, you discover all these additional layers. And then you realize... This is the one for me. But finding the perfect perfumes and finding out what's inside isn't always as wonderful or so wonderful. We've talked about this before. That's why we're here to tell you about a company who's bringing the feeling back into fragrance. And they are called... Fleur. That's right, baby. Fleur. Fleur creates expertly crafted, sustainably produced perfumes without the bad stuff, sold at an honest price. Now, it's a revolutionary way of discovering and experience fragrance. It's the art of the scent, Rue. Fleur is inspired by real moments created by experts and made to enhance your everyday life. It's good for you and the earth. And a lot of people don't realize you're spraying all that over-the-counter crap in the air. It's not really good for the environment. That's right. And think of what it does to your lungs. What's That's going inside your body. And your skin. Exactly. This is good stuff. It's good for you. It's good for the earth. No questionable ingredients and eco-conscious packaging. Consider Fleur your funny friend who happens to know a lot about fragrance. So instead of testing a scent on a strip of paper or worse, being ambushed in a busy department store, you can get to know each of Fleur's scents with pictures, words, and music right on their site. If you like what you hear and see, odds are you you're going to like the scent. It kind of works with who you are. They even make these uh, sound playlists for that go with the fragrances. They have playlists that go in harmony with the fragrances. Isn't so that amazing? Perfect. Each Fleur scent is created by world-class perfumers inspired by real moments for your real life, not some silly idea that a celebrity or clothing, clothing designer thinks you should live up to. And because all matters... 
They are gender free. Hey. The best part, Fleur is completely transparent fragrance company. They tell you every ingredient in their perfumes and why it's there. No secrets, no nasty ingredients, no BS. So go to Fleur.com slash Rue today. Let me spell it. It's P-H-L-U-R.com slash Rue today and get a sample of three Fleur fragrances, 18 bucks, and you can apply that towards your full-size bottle. That's P-H-L-U-R.com slash Rue to try three Fleur fragrances of your choice oh my god say that three times back. you are doing a great job the three fleur fragrances of your choice fleur.com slash rue we are back uh we have our special guest coming up in the next segment uh kumail nanjiani yes i had to learn how to say that name well, it's not an easy one. Not an easy one. But and Emily V. Gordon, his wife, who was a writer of the movie The Big Sick. What a lovely couple. What a lovely couple. You know, I worked with the director of that movie. His name is Michael Showalter on uh, Grace oh, and right. Frankie. Yeah. Right. He directed the movie and he um he also directed Did you ever see My Name is Doris? Doris yeah. yeah. You saw it on an airplane. Lo- yeah, it did. So you watch your own movies on the airplane or you watch the ones they provide? I have some downloaded on my Netflix account just in case. Uh-huh. And then I watch the ones that they provide. But this past time when I went to Brazil, on the way back, I first watched- First time in Brazil? First time, mm. yeah. Uh, and I loved it. The people were lovely. Mm. But the- um, And the men's. Oh, girl, don't start. Wait, do you see what I got brewing for season 11, bitch? Uh, if this comes through- I he, think it is going to come if through. If it going to come through? Yeah, I think so. He's six six, and he's Brazilian, bitch. Six six. Six six. This is your dream. This oh is it. Oh, my God. Oh, it, my perfect God. Perfect teeth. What? It, it, perfect body. Uh-huh. It ends here. You're going to be, I'm done. Oh, my God. Can I get married again? Yeah. Well. Girl, I'm telling you. Okay, so I watched- a movie called Mother. Yes, saw it. With Jennifer Lawrence. Saw it. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's two different movies, isn't it? One had nothing to do with the other. Like, yeah. Two different movies. It starts out doing, I love Jennifer Lawrence. You and either love her or I hate her. that's where I saw you know who had the you know what. Yes. You Did you clock it in there? Oh, the facelift? Yes. No, but I saw it after we talked. Uh huh. And then it made complete yeah, sense. Yeah. And, but it went, first of all, H- Javier Bardem mm-hmm. is a brilliant actor. He's fantastic. He is so commanding. Yeah. I love him. I find him extremely hot. Yeah. Every time you see him, it's like, damn. Yeah. But this movie was so fucking frightening in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But it was so weird because it started out as that one thing and ended up. What? Where am I going with I this? It's two, first of all, it's two different movies. And then um, it doesn't seem to have... Look, and I, I'm no slouch in the symbolism department. I couldn't find the symbolism. I couldn't understand... They were trying to force the symbolism. Couldn't understand what he was... The director, Darren Aronoff... Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what he was trying to say. I don't think he knew what he was trying to say. Well, they tried to say it. I think I hear what you're saying, but I think what they tried to do was force it on us by saying, no. What did you, know, you get? What did you get from it? I didn't get anything from it. That was the problem. But what I did see was what they were doing in saying, you know, we belong to them type of that's that was the storyline in it. Oh, it was oh, like you mean as stars, like celebrities correct. belong the celebrities to belong the fans. to the people. Yeah. And if you let them in too too much, they're gonna take too that's much. That's the second half of the movie. Correct. The first half is you, but then you're the thinking, baby thing. Well the first half you're thinking it's Rosemary's baby. Correct, which I would have loved. Yeah. But then where they went with it was just like 
I, you know what I'm saying. So, I've talked to people who have theories or who have read what Aronofsky had in mind. And given the description that they told me, I still saw none of that. I saw none of, they were saying, uh, they were saying that the Michelle Pfeiffer character was Mother Earth and that, what? And that Ed Harris was Father Earth. They were Adam and Eve. That's what I, I was told. That, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer were Adam and Eve. And they were mad at what was happening with the Earth? I don't know. They were I great, by know. the way. They're fantastic. Yeah. I fantastic. mean, the, the, the cast on paper, the director on Although paper. Although Jennifer Lawrence, after a while, she was hitting the same beats. Correct. And it got really She was, boring. believe it or not, I love her, and she was the weakest of the group. I, I love her, too. She she It wasn't a good you show You put her. In her in there with them, yeah. motherfuckers, you're going to have to step your pussy up, mm-hmm. and then some. Yeah. And- the character, unfortunately, was a dumbed down she, yeah, character. Yeah, the character kept spent the whole movie going, what? Yeah. What is happening? She was being Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. Why me? Correct. And yeah. it was like, no. Yeah. So that- Did you finish it? I finished. I watched uh-huh. the whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. On the airplane. Big finish. Yeah, big finish. Well, I'm kind of out of things to watch. I've seen everything on the airplane. So I did watch that. I watched West Side Story again. But what I- Did you see uh, Atomic Blonde? Of course, I saw that in the in the movies, uh-huh, uh-huh. which I hated. But the yeah. music was worth every minute of what it. What about the modeling, though? And the fashions. And the fashions. Yeah, and, she, the and the lesbian scene. And the lesbian scene was, was one hot. of the best. I think it's the best le- lesbian scene I've ever seen. Because it seemed like real. It's yeah. She and she was. Um, you want to talk about stepping your pussy up? Yeah. She was. She was. She was. She knew how to push it in and break it. I off. was ready. Yeah, she knew ready. how to stick it in and, and break it off. I'll be next, please. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I watched that. I watch. I'm going to recommend a movie that nobody talked about. Don't even remember being in the theater. I loved every minute of it. Now remember, I love horror movies. Okay. It's a movie called Hush. Did you see it? The one from 1998. I don't think so. Because no, it was recent. Because because what's her name? Um, um, uh, King Kong. Won the Academy uh, uh, Award. The blonde for, girl Naomi Watts. No, won the Academy. Faye Ray. No, it's won the Academy Award for um, um, Everybody's All American, and she also won the Academy Award for, for Tootsie. Dustin Hoffman. D- no, blonde. Feud, Terry Gar. Feud. Jane. Uh, Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange. That and, took me a long time to yeah, get there. Sorry. Jessica Lange and Goop did a movie in 1998. You just called her Goop. You just called her goop. Did a movie in 1998 called Hush. No. She did. Why you said it like that? Hush. <laughs> Hush, child. That, if that was that, I'd, I would have watched she it. She did, yeah. She did, Hush did a movie called Hush. It's a horror movie about a deaf girl by herself. Oh, yeah, I remember. In like um, the woods. What do you call it? Like yeah. a cabin? Yeah. And she's a writer, I think. And she, it is so good. Uh-huh. It is so good. Um, there's a new one that's coming out with um, John Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt, that I thought was like a deaf family, but it's more about if they hear them speak, they will be killed. That looks good, too. Don't say a word, I think huh. that's called, or something like that. I don't know. But hush. Is it called Shut Your Damn Mouth? Shut Your Damn Mouth. Hush. Hush. Hush, child. Hush, child. Said, hush was, our producer said Hush was actually made by Mike Flanagan, who got a start as an editor on Drag Race. Wait a minute, Mike Flanagan, and he didn't offer me a part in Hush. There's only one. I could have been the child. There's one girl and the killer. I could have played a child. You could no. You could have played no child. Who Flanagan? Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan was an editor on Drag Race. Now, Mike Flanagan, RuPaul, and I are saying that we will be in your next horror. I want to be in Hush Two. Hush Two. 
the hearing years. <laughs> it is so good. Hush is one of the best movies that I've seen in a while. Really? Yeah. See, I've told you this. I cannot put no more horror into my brain. But you used to love it. I used to drop acid and watch horror films yeah. with my friends. Yeah. But I, I just don't want to see. Funny, don't we left that Mother. David and I, uh, I talked to him about it. Mother goes, "That's the movie you want to watch." High. Yeah, well, maybe you get some meaning out of it. And I don't like to diss movies. I really don't because it takes a lot of effort to make even a bad movie. It takes a lot of effort. And you could, listen, we're respecting the actors and we're respecting the director. Sure, yeah. It's the script went a little wrong for me. And I'm sure I, he would, uh, he would, I, apparently he was devastated after the reception he got from Mother. All right, she got slammed. Jennifer Lawrence took the heat on that one. Did she? Yeah, they're calling it a stink bomb for her. Yeah. But they're not forgetting that there are three legendary award winning actors that are in this movie with her. Yeah. You know. Did you watch um, Murder on the Orient Express? The I new did. One? Did we not talk about that? I don't know. I just re-fell in love with Kevin Branagh. It was not bad. It was great. Well, but it's bad if you've seen the original. You can't compare them. You can't compare them. That original, which is uh, which is um, the director, uh, uh, Sidney Lumet, directed it. Who's one of the most brilliant directors yeah. of all time. And it's one of the best movies. It is. That I thought this was a fantastic job. It was a fun. It was a fun. It was fun. It wasn't because it was it's Agatha Christie and it's a mystery. Blah blah yes. blah. But the thing is, the original when they reveal what happened, it's so emotional. It's so emotional when they reveal the killer. Yeah, what happened? It's so emotional because someone breaks because of their love for. I, I don't want to give anything away. No, don't. But, um, I was thinking I need to watch the Did you the watch the new again. one? I did. I saw the new one. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was but fun. But because I have the old one in my mind, and I love the old one so much, I think uh, Ingrid Bergman won an Os another Oscar Somebody for won that. an Oscar for that. Yeah. Because um, the, the original has Lauren Bacall, Albert Finney, Ingrid Bergman. Can you see who won the Oscar for Murder on the Orient Express? Yeah. John Krasinski's new movie is called... A Quiet Place. That one looks uh, amazing. Did you see their movie? Did you see Girl on a Train? Speaking of yes, trains. Yes, I loved that. Yeah, Emily it was Blunt. good. That, yeah. I loved that. And I saw that on the airplane. But that was amazing. Yeah. Um, But I implore you to watch Hush because it's it's that good. And Murder on the Orient Express, I loved. Um, Judy Dench can do anything. Yeah. And I will watch it. And listen, again, another movie with Michelle Pfeiffer, who is just exquisite in everything she does. I don't understand why she doesn't have an Oscar. I think she's coming back. I think she's coming back because she's been away for a well, long she, time. Her kids are now in college. So That's what it is. She can she can do it. Who won the Oscar? And for? by the way, she looks gorgeous. Uh, she does. And she's aging oh, gracefully. She, he texted you. Who won the Oscar for Murder on the Orient Express? Ingrid uh, Bergman? Uh, on the Orient... Orient Express was not texted by. Yeah, Alex he yet. says it. It was Ingrid Bergman, and she, you know, do you know she has three. She had three Oscars. Um, I did. Ingrid not. Bergman had three Oscars. Um, I didn't know that, but yeah. I should have known that. Yeah. Three Oscars. Uh, 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 Catherine Hepburn, I think, had three. Oh, she was amazing. And then Meryl Streep has three. That's it. And uh, Daniel Day Lewis, I think, has three. And Tom Hanks. No, he has yes. two. No, doesn't he have three? No, he has one Philadelphia. for Philadelphia and one for Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, and one for Bach Bachelor Party, Bosom Buddies. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Money Trap, Cap Money Pit. Cap oh, I love that movie. Uh, Captain, uh, Captain. Uh, what's his hoot, pooch? A uh, hooch and uh, turn, turn, Turner and hooch. hooch. Yeah. Oh, I thought he had three, but he he'll he'll get another one. He um. He 
I was trying to think if he won any other ones. Let me look. No, he didn't. He didn't go. Are you sure? Yeah. He's been nominated, I think. But He's been nominated for so many. Um, one of two actors who won the Academy Award for Best Actors in consecutive years. Spencer Tracy being the other one. Uh-huh. Oh, got it. Okay. Ingrid Bergman won for that. Gaslight and Anastasia. Oh. Yeah. See, there's people that all they do is like they know, like the same way musical theater and theater, they know everybody who did everything. Like Bruce Valanche knows everything every year. He probably can do the same thing for the Oscars Mm. and People's Choice and and Golden Globes. I lose track somewhere along the line. I go, I thought that one won for that. I thought Meryl Streep won more than three. No, no. But she's been nominated for a shit ton more. I think like 19 times, maybe, something like that. Her first was for, I think, uh, Kramer versus... No, for Manhattan. She won Best Supporting for Woody Manhattan. Allen? I believe so. And then she won for... Sophie's Choice. God. And then for... Kramer versus Kramer was... Maggie Hatcher. Amazing. Maggie Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. What was that called? Curtain. Iron The Iron... The man in the iron fist. Yeah, the iron. Um, the iron is hot. So get, <laughs> don't enter don't the touch, iron. Don't is touch hot. the iron. <laughs> the la- lady behind the iron. Yes. Curtain. Yes. Something like that. My beef curtains are hot. Did, and they're iron. <laughs> Did she win for that? For Margaret Thatcher. She won for Margaret Thatcher. She won for Sophie's Choice, I believe, and then she won a Best Supporting. Didn't she won win for? Um. Either Manhattan or Kramer versus the Iron Kramer. Lady. The Iron Lady, <laughs> That's what it's yes. called. yeah. Best actress for Sophie's Choice. The Ironing Lady. The Ironing Lady. Best supporting actress in Kramer's versus Kramer. Okay. Um, and then the nominees go on and on. Yeah. The Post, Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh, I love that movie. Into the Woods, uh, August Osage County, which is one it's of my brilliant. favorites. Yeah. Julie and Julia, Doubt, The Devil Wears Prada, Adaptation, Music of the Heart, Evil. <gasps> This woman is unstoppable. But do you ever feel her like the way you could feel like Geraldine Page? It's different. It's different. I, Meryl Streep has... Uh, Kramer vs. Kramer. I never saw it. Oh, you must see that movie. Mm. I was obsessed with, at that time, Terry Garr. Mm-hmm. So I would see like all the Terry Garr movies. And Michael She's in that? Keaton. No, but She's that was the Tootsie. same time... Yeah. Area she was in. Yeah. Mr. Mom was one of my favorite movies. Yeah, 85, 86. So, uh, that era... And so I never really got into Meryl Streep. I got into Terry Garr. Uh. And then I got into Meryl Streep later and I realized, oh, they're very different. To me, they were this, <laughs> the same type of thing. And I was like, uh, who's out of Africa? Or That's um, her. Yeah. Didn't yeah. she? Meryl I Streep. thought she got. I'm sure she was nominated. Yeah. She's yeah. just amazing if you're going to learn from anybody. All right. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will have Kumail Nanjiani and Emily V. Gordon from the big, sick, big movie. Huge uh, hit uh, and fabulous movie. So we'll talk all about that when we come back. Michelle, there's a film out now called Disobedience. It actually starts on Friday in New York and L.A. It is an amazing film by Academy Award-winning director of A Fantastic Woman. Starts Rachel Weisz and Rachel McAdams. They're childhood friends in a strict Orthodox Jewish community who uh, ignite a little passion. Girl, this is more than just passion. Yes, honey. It's, it's basically... Broke back of the Hasidic community. What did community. you say? But it's with women. Yeah. Wow. And um, we get to see another side. Yeah. And it's actually really beautiful and really touching. And there is, that's not meant to be a pun. Um, they have a beautiful relationship as like best friends growing up. Yeah. And they realize their love, their friendship is more 
well, than this, that kind of love. Yeah, and this is a story that really needs to be told. You know, Rachel Weiss and Rachel McAdams are Ronit and Esty, uh, childhood friends, and it's just amazing because they reunite in New York. Now, this film starts... Uh, uh, Starts actually this Friday, April 27th, in New York and Los Angeles, coming to an additional select theaters throughout May. You gotta see this. This is an important movie. It is important. Uh, it's lovely to see the female side of things because we always yeah. get the male side. Yeah. And it's actually really touching and beautiful because they struggle within a very religious community to deal with true love, and this true love is very taboo. It's listen, it's taboo in the real world, sure. let alone imagine out, you know, in a strict religious upbringing. That's right. It's actually really beautifully done, beautifully directed, and a really important film, just like Rue said. Disobedience is out in New York and L.A. starting this Friday, April 27th, coming to additional select theaters throughout May. Please go see it. It's called Disobedience. Our special guests are here. Now, everybody knows about this movie, The Big Sick. Yes. It is the hit sensation of the century. You know, nobody nobody knew that this movie was going to blow up the way it, it, it did. I wonder if they did. I don't think they did. Well, they're here. We get to ask them. <laughs> uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Yes, I said it. you did it good. Yes. And Emily V. Gordon. Also got that right. <laughs> I got to put the V in there because we, we're Twitter friends. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's right. So you guys have this hit movie on your heads. This is the thing that people move to Hollywood to think this is what's going to happen I'm going to write this movie and it's going to be this big hit at what point did you guys realize uh oh this is actually going to this is blowing up I mean maybe like a few days ago <laughs> it, it, yeah it, it doesn't uh, it's one of those things that like you just hope that like it finds an audience in like you hope that whatever size that audience is and then I think when we have like old like older people telling us like oh I went and it was a bunch of grandmothers and they yeah. all liked it like Slowly, it started dawning us, like, oh, people are seeing this movie. Yeah, when we were making it, it's very hard to think about, like, I hope people watch it, because that's just not the best way to make something. You just sort of make what you want to make, and and later you hope people see it. So for me, it was, you know, when we showed it at Sundance, and it got, like, a really great reaction. Well, do you remember right before it started this first screening at Sundance, I turned to you and I said, this is the last time this is ours. Like, now uh-huh. it's, like, now it's a thing. We have no control over how people kind of take it. Right. And, and was it after the screening that someone bought it? Yeah. Yes. That very screening was the moment someone said, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Isn't there, that what Sundance is all about, though? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. What people, yeah? Okay. yeah there were a few people. They actually hadn't even seen the ending of the movie because they'd left before the ending. Oh, to my try, goodness. But it was. So there to was, try to get the, sh- the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They left so the they movie early know. to try to get the movie. Could have been that everybody died at the end. Sure. Could have right. been the whole thing yeah. place in like a. Some faraway other timeline. I don't know. But. Yeah, they didn't even get to the KKK finale. Exactly. Very timely. Very timely. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I was going to say, they didn't even yeah. get to see that it took place in the World Trade Center on 9-11. Oh, 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 my God. Well, there's it's a movie a, that, well, that happened. Okay. Remember yes. that Robert it's Pattinson joined? Yeah. Big tonal that. shift at the end. <laughs> Our movie really, it goes there. Right. But, um, okay, so when you're negotiating this deal, okay, I, come on, you guys. You knew the movie was a hit when it started making so much friggin money that's when you know it's a hit yeah we were we i think like right after that first screening they were like this is what they, or the producer told us they were like we have an after party and we can we'll know how good it is by who shows up to the after party really because there's like you know all the different companies that want to buy it sure. they're like if they show up 
he said, this person, this person, if they show up, that means that we're in a good place. Uh-huh. And so when they were all there, I, I was like, okay, I think we're going to yeah. be good. And, yeah. and then I stopped worrying. You guys went with Lionsgate? Is that who, who did the movie? Uh, Amazon and with- Lionsgate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they double they yeah. double teamed. They double teamed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were happy to receive. <laughs> yeah. We had a foursome with them. I'm surprised to see that it's, you know, it's already available. Well, when this comes on the air, it will, you know, but, but uh, for people, we're not going to pretend this. We're actually recording this right now in what month and date is it now? <laughs> Do you guys know? September twenty. It's September something. September, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be next summer. Or, mm-hmm. Who knows? And who cares? But uh, it's already. It was hit of the summer, and it's already on on demand. How yeah. soon did that happen? It happened like fairly recently, but it's still in theaters in some places. And I'm like, oh. once a movie goes on, like that, you can watch it at home. Why would you go to a theater? Yeah, uh, yeah. So we're, I mean, we're hoping well, people. I know why. Oh, Michelle knows why. Popcorn. Oh, okay. That, oh, yeah, that would yeah. be. Yeah. It changes the experience. I love going to a movie theater. We, you and I have talked about yes. this on the podcast. Yep. We both love popcorn, but I like the experience of getting out of my own environment. Distractions. I think it's good. Yeah. 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 It's better it, you're not looking at your phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But do you still have to go with your parole officer? Well, that's, yeah. They just wait outside, right? Yeah, just wait outside. Just I'll two rows you, behind. They're yeah. two rows oh, behind. Some distance. I'll bring you some corn. Don't yeah. Corn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, who eats corn at a movie theater? Corn. <laughs> just like, but, but uh, that's interesting because, you know, it used to be movies would leave theater. They would be nowhere for a yes. while. Then they come out on DVD right. or or VHS or whatever. Yeah. And now, like, Wonder Woman came out on uh, on demand before us. Spider-Man just came out. Wow. So they, like, they really, like, push it out pretty well, quickly. That's now. how you make that money, because the movie's still hot and people still want to see it. Mm-hmm. And people like me, I can't go to the movie theater because I don't want to be around the corn because I'll make a fool out of myself with a bucket of corn. We make love to the corn. Yeah. yeah. And so I won't go, but so I will see it at home. Now, I just want to, I want to ask about all the people from your, from your past who have, who have contacted you now that you guys are it in Hollywood. And, and, and I, I'm sure you guys been been in the game for a long time. You know how amazing and important it is to be where you are right now. Nod your head. You understand yeah, how rare that is. Yes. yes it's, you, absolutely. It's, you you want to be very grateful and present and 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 just f- understand that it is, you know, it's tough. It's a lot of people are trying it are trying it's it's difficult to be here. Yeah. And to be able to we go feel through it together. Lucky. To do yeah. it together. Yeah. As a married couple. It's been helpful. Yeah. yeah. I think we would have both died if it was individual. Yeah. 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 We yeah. feel very lucky and, 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 and luck is a luck is actually a huge part of it. I mean we like the movie we made and we, we worked really, really hard on it. But to get to the point where somebody wants to produce it and then mm-hmm. to be able to get the money for it and to be able to realize, get the cast. Making like, movies is so hard that like yeah. you, I just am happy that anyone's ever able to make a movie. I don't like judge movies at yeah. all anymore. I'm like, good for you. You yeah. got it together. You put it out there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's not my movie favorite. Like Transformers 5. Oh, yeah, those little the bitty, little guys. Uh, boutique movies. <laughs> boutique <laughs> movies. Somebody's yeah. passion project that kickstarted it. They poured life into this Transformers sequel. Someone did. Someone did, though. Yeah, yeah sure. someone yeah. did. Because a lot of those, what was what was the uh, Blair Witch, and then those mm-hmm. paranormal movies were yeah. cost like fifteen cents yes. and made all this money. And so since we're talking about money, I'm not going to be gauche <laughs> and ask about that. But who negotiated your back end and how much you would participate in the profits? Who negotiated? That? Definitely movie, not us. Was your uh. baby? Yes, it's our baby. But we knew, like, we had lawyers, and they would tell us, like, "Hey, it's about this much." 
And they're like, we'll try and get you more. And we were kind of so excited to get a movie made. We were like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. And now mm-hmm. we're like, we should have pushed yeah. it a little insisted. harder. Because when it is a passion project, people are like, oh, they'll, you know, they'll do it for nothing. Not yeah. that we were at all ripped off, like whatever. But right. I think if we had it to do again, we maybe would be like, hey, uh, I know we're all excited about this. Maybe <laughs> uh-huh. let's chat. Here's my take on it. Here, Here's how I make it okay. It's like, I feel like. We didn't take the risk. The people who put up the money, sure. the producers, they're the ones who took the risk. Mm-hmm. We just got to live our dreams. So the ones who took the actual risk should be the one making the vape. ones to reap the financial benefits. They took a risk uh-huh. making a movie about a Muslim guy and a girl in a coma. I mean, yeah. that's not an easy yeah, sell. Yeah, but you wrote it. Yeah. Based it's on your our story. Lives. <laughs> so, and I know you guys are in, in high demand. How, um, how soon will the next movie come out and uh how how far into development are you with the next movie we're not very we're not yeah both separately and together we're kind of just like trying to figure out what we're gonna do next it's Mm -hmm. very tough because you know you work it took us between us first trying to make the movie and it coming out was Mm -hmm. almost exactly five years oh my goodness yeah so it's a big chunk of your life five years and then when that's sort of done it you know it's sort of it was my whole life for five years. Yeah. And now that it's out, it's like, okay, so now we have to think about the next yeah. thing. You have empty mm-hmm. nest yeah. We really kind of yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Really we were like do. trying to like take on hobbies and like let's <laughs> let's knit. Yeah. Let's <laughs> start cooking or something. Well, part of it is also you try and go back to your life a little bit. Cause you know, it's five years weren't all intense, but the last two were. And I remember we were walking around our neighborhood like a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I used to do this all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. done it in so long. Yeah. Well, and you, But you have both have been in show business for a long time. You know that when the fire is hot, you got to strike it. Yeah. And, yeah. and you have, there are sacrifices you have to make. You yeah. Know? yeah. And you both worked during those five years. You still worked on your other stuff. Yes. How did you maintain your sanity? Well, for a long time, it wasn't that time intensive. It was just like weekends. And that made it good that we were like married and doing it. Because then it was like, hey, on Saturday afternoon, we don't have anything going on. Let's work on the movie for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, it like it is hard to preserve any sense of like a life. We would just have to like set up rules around like, oh, we're going to tonight, we're going to go do this and we're not going to talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. We tried. We tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like we couldn't talk about the movie in bed. That's a so big one. Uh-huh. But as Emily was saying, it sort of ramps up almost imperceptibly. So for the first, you know, two and a half years, it's like a hobby. And then it slowly gets... Part-time job. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Full-time job. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's every living moment of our life. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it just like ramps up so quickly. But then at the point where you're like, you get the funding or you want to try to get the funding, for me at least, I was kind of happy to just live in it that whole mm, time. Not so much. I no. was okay uh, not yeah. taking breaks. I, I liked just thinking about the movie every every second. It did yeah. not work for me. Does, did, <laughs> no, you wanted more. I need like a, ch- a separation church and state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I was more of a, like, I'm more of a boundaries girl overall, but I was like, yeah, I can't have this be my whole life because I'll, I'll kind of lose it and I want to like stay... I think what makes you good at any of us, what makes you good at what you do, you can't like jeopardize that by like turning it into like a machine too sure. much. Yeah. Because they always method. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just and how I'm you not are. saying it wasn't. We're both wrong and right. I think. I'm not saying it was right for me psychologically. Like it does stress <laughs> me out mm-hmm. and it messes me up, but it is my natural state is I get obsessed with things. Sure. Yeah. 
and uh, whether it be work or whatever it is, I get obsessed with it, and it's kind of all I can do. Emily can multitask really well. Emily will work be working on like three or four different things at a time. Mars, mm-hmm. Venus, Mars, yeah. Venus, yeah. yeah, yeah. I pick one thing, and then that's all I can think about. Right, right. Um, now there have been other couples who are movie makers who've done it successfully. Um, most couples who are in the business together like that really in the project by saying, "I hate your effing guts." And I never want to see you again. How have you guys managed to still like each other after this process? Do you still like each other? We have to stay together for the a PR. Yes. Now that it's out on iTunes, we can start there, having there are, the difficult conversation. PR people that are like, kiss her on the cheek. Kiss yeah. her on the cheek. Make it seem yeah. like you love her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they know you've been married for 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Like, yes. that stuff goes away. That's funny. It's kind of similar to when we moved to New York and we were so broke. We had no money. And we kind of decided we have to be a team against New York. Mm-hmm. Like, New York's going to fight us every day. And if we're not united, we're going we're gonna to die. Because we were so broke. And I... I kind of feel like we took, we were like, we either have to be a team on this or like it's this process is going to tear us apart. Yeah. I think actually we were more successful with this than New York. Like the <laughs> New York strategy, we didn't come up with us against New York until way too late. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of us like fighting on the L train, uh, missing our stop in Bushwick and going oh. way too far. Oh, like, well, on the God. subway, L train is Chicago. What's, well, on the L line. Well, there's an L line. Thank you. Yes. That's what we lived what, off of. What, what's past Bushwick? Exactly. Um, it's <laughs> more, Bushwick. <laughs> more Bushwick. Than RC. No, it's Canarsie. Uh, right. Eventually, yeah. it's Canarsie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and y- y'all moved to New York from Chicago. From Chicago, yeah. And yeah. then well, you moved to Chicago from where? North Carolina and Iowa. I went to school in Iowa. What the? Were you F? raised in yeah. Iowa? Oh, no, dude. I was raised in Pakistan. <laughs> you were, and then you came here. You went to Iowa. I went to college in Iowa. Iowa State. No, a small school <laughs> called Grinnell. Very small school. Wow. Like a town of 9,000 people, a school of 1,200 people. Very small. I had no idea. Oh, my goodness. That's out, that's outrageous. And you're from Fayetteville, North Carolina? Uh, Winston-Salem, actually. Yeah. Winston-Salem. Yeah, it's right. You went to the School of Performing Arts there? No, I didn't. But I was in a lot of student films there as a high schooler because I looked. Uh, I was a goth kid. So uh-huh. I got to show up in a lot of student films. So I was there a lot, but I went to UNC Greensboro. And you all met at Second City in Chicago? We met in Chicago at a show. but At I, a show. It yeah. wasn't Second City. It was a show called The Lincoln Lodge, which yeah. was just sort of a... Um, it's still going, although the venue is closed. There, there's a diner that was sort of an iconic Chicago diner. Is it Harold's? And no, it uh. was called a Lincoln Restaurant. And uh-huh. it had a huge Lincoln head outside it. Uh. And it was kind of kitschy, but not on purpose. Like it was run by these Russian gross. people. Uh-huh. And all the, the foods were like, uh, you know, General Custer's waffle fries. Oh, that sounds uh-huh. delicious. Uh-huh. That kind of, they were like good. everything related uh-huh. to American history. Yes, uh-huh. Pretty but they were Russians who ran it. Um, and like Conan O'Brien did a little thing there. Uh-huh. But in the back, they used to have a comedy show every Friday night. So I was performing at the show. And, and Emily, I heckled him. Emily heckled me. Oh, at shut show. up. Very similar you to the movie. Did you yeah. say, show me your tits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you like, I wanted him because see. you were attracted to him. Well, I thought I thought he was cute. And I, so I thought, I don't know. I don't heckle normally. I That's don't know what, what I mean. You don't seem me. like a heckler. Uh-huh. No, not at all. He just asked a question and I gave a sarcastic yes yeah. response. He's like, is anyone in the house from Pakistan? I said yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be fun. She does not look like a Pakistani. <laughs> Have you gone to Pakistan? No, I haven't no. been yet. Because you haven't been back since we've been together. I've been back in a long, yeah. long wow. time. But you know, when someone heckles you and you're on scene, it actually helps break the ice. It sort of shakes yeah. you out of your nervousness, and it it, it help. It gives you something to uh, volley with. It can, but I didn't. I didn't need the heckle that night. <laughs> <laughs> 
still something we argue about. I to am this very day. grateful that you heckled me. None of this. I, none of this would. We happen. wouldn't be here. We certainly wouldn't be here. That's right. That's right. It was uh, serendipitous. Yeah. And so she, um, you guys hit it off in Chicago and said, "Okay, um, next stop, uh, let's either, have sex." Well, have sex, yeah. and we're, we're either going to go to Hollywood or we're going to go to New York. That's yeah. right. Why did you choose New York? We, I'd always wanted to live in New York and you were, wanted to pursue stand-up full time. Yeah. When I'd visited, uh, I was doing comedy when I'd visited, you know, um, I just liked New York better. And there's that thing of like, which I, I've learned is completely wrong, but people have this sense that like LA is soulless and shallow and New York is full of life and energy. Mm-hmm. And I love New York, but I really, really love living in LA now. Mm-hmm. But we moved to New York because we were like, you know, New York feels like... LA's like Hollywood, it's selling yeah. out. Yeah. That yeah. But you're yeah. you're right. LA is filled with soulless people and New York does have the soul. Hundred percent. But we you have to be here because this is where we're There's more yeah. money. But you still yeah. find your people here, you know. You yeah, have friends. You, you find, can. Yeah. yeah. But it you, ain't easy. You gotta drive to well, them. You drive to them, but also you find them on the set. I don't know people outside of the huh? people I work with yeah. anymore. Yeah, you that's know? true. That is true. You don't go to a bar and strike up a conversation with people. Certainly not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what New York has yeah that's true that is true although all of our friends in new york were just comedians also yeah. so it's like you kind of travel comedians always have like a built-in like community for themselves which is yeah yeah both good the- and, bad. and you're so violent to each other too comics are so violent to each other it, it can be very vi- which is what i learned from like the improv sketch scene the improv mm. sketch scene which is second city and all that that's more like community work together collaborate Mm -hmm. stand up is a little more vicious it's lone wolf it's competitive Mm -hmm. but and women hating just saying yeah i mean you know when i was in chicago it certainly was like a boys club and it was a very locker room vibe and it's very like aggro and very very straight male um but when i started when i moved to new york and started going to ucb which is like their Mm -hmm. improv theater thing I just loved that world so much because it was a lot more collaborative. And I was like, oh, I can like, we can make stuff and not feel like I'm trying to defeat anyone. Mm-hmm. Like we could just <laughs> work together on it, you know, which is what's great about uh, your show too. It's, it's like, it's obviously there's a competition aspect to it, but it's very, um, it's very supportive. Sure. I like that. Everyone feels like they're a fan of each other. Yeah. And you're right. Sometimes with stand up, it can feel a little like vicious in a way that's, just not healthy. No, it's definitely a penis club. I have a few female comic friends. You can watch it. Uh, it's ev- it's everywhere. It's documented. When I've worked with male comics, as you know, mm-hmm, Rue, mm-hmm. and a lot of them would say female, just would literally legitimately say chicks aren't funny. Well, mm. female com- comics aren't funny. And we have our favorites. But oh, I mean, God, it's yeah. a little ridiculous. I but- ran a stand-up show in LA for six years, and that was... I think you find I'm finding more and more ladies who book stand up comedy, Great. and that I think helps tremendously. I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, things are changing, you know, um, and I think you guys are a part of it. There's this, there's a, there's a new wave, and I think even and even our show is a part of that. There's younger kids don't have a lot of the hangups that older people have. True, and you know, mm-hmm. I think that you're a part of it. I think our show Drag Race is a part of this uh, this new wave, yeah. and it helps. I think, you know, the big thing that has been my one of my challenges as an adult or one of my projects myself, and I've talked to her about this a lot, is, you know, for guys, feeling your own emotions and being aware of your own body uh, is not really has not been traditionally valued. Mm -hmm. Guys can be angry and that's the only acceptable anger. Mm -hmm. Sadness can instead of being sad, just get angry. Even like joy, like you see sports fans, they're like excited, then they get angry. Yeah. 
So I think part of the new thing that um, younger artists and stuff and, and and your show promotes is just 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 feeling all the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and the, the, the body and mind aren't separate. They're right. one thing and they're both just as important. You right. know, and right. so I think a lot of the stand ups that I uh, knew before my generation were all sort of angry comedians. And now yeah. there's a lot more people being a little more vulnerable on stage. Yeah. Have that. you guys heard of this uh, documentary on Netflix called uh, the the uh, this, the must you live in what's what's the thing that I've, I've been tweeting about it it's the oh the mask you live in Ooh, I like the, the mask title. you live in and uh gavin newson's wife i can't remember her name she's a filmmaker and she made this film gavin newson is the lieutenant governor of california mm-hmm. uh, uh she made this film and it talks exactly about that about the development of boys and girls and how at one point boys are supposed to shut down and shut down their emotional evolution they're expected to and mm-hmm. and and it explains why we're in the mess we're in today oh, as a society oh because God. boy boys are frustrated they have all these emotions but they're told shut them off and that's why you know they go into the high school shootings and they go into uh you know all of the all of the repercussions of becoming why. president exactly <laughs> all it's of like, that stuff and it's such a i worked with i was a therapist for adolescent boys only like mainly adolescent boys for years and they have all of those emotions Mm -hmm. and if you can get into them kind of in that formative stage and that the best case scenario for them is they start like writing poetry or they start Mm -hmm. like you know doing like art or like if they can put those emotions into something Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like that'll be enough we have guys all the time that come up to us and go you know i saw your movie don't tell anyone. I cried. Yeah, wow. it's like why are you? Why, you, why are you ashamed? Yeah, I, wonderful. That's great. I yeah. wish more things would make you cry. It feels so great to cry. It feels yeah. so good to be able to feel a range of emotions. Um, and anything we can do to kind yeah. of get men to feel and women. A lot of women Absolutely. are pretty closed off too. Uh, Absolutely. Or think that they're not supposed to feel sad or angry. Women are not ever really allowed to feel angry in any kind of real way. So right, I think, because then they'd be labeled hysterical. Yeah, 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 which is what was, you know, you guys brought up the president. That was one of the ways that I think Hillary Clinton had a very tough position right. was where if she uh, sort of retaliated mm-hmm. in the debates, she would be hysterical. labeled hysterical. Yeah. And if she like uh, didn't respond, then she would be cold. Yes. And if she no showed emotion, she'd be vulnerable and weak. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No way to win. She was damned. No she way to win. Mostly because yeah. she had a vagina. So yeah. it wouldn't have mattered yeah. who it was. Is that what your degree is in? Is in Vaginas. Psychology? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Too, That's my degree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have an uh, undergraduate in psychology and master's in couples and family therapy. So MSW. Not MSW. It's MSEDS. Not social work. It's counseling, which technically is kind of the same thing but yeah and how much how did your background in psychology help with writing the script for the big sick oh so it's like it's you feel like you have like a superpower other writers have this too but like my job would be to talk to people and based on what they were telling me and what they were doing help figure out what was going on three layers underneath Mm -hmm. so then as a writer you can think about what that three layers underneath level is you want the character show and then think about okay now how do I show if someone's feeling this way What's something they might say or do to kind of exhibit that without saying, I feel sad and heartbroken right now? I love that because, you know, writing a script that works with the collective consciousness of the audience is so smart 
That is so smart. By the way, your eyebrows are gorgeous. Oh, thank you. They're oh. not even mine. Uh, my, They're I, not I, even mine. Make, I have no eyebrows, uh, just naturally. Makeup artist this morning. I put them on every day, but yeah. I had a lady do it this morning. Oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there are no, I don't have any eyebrows right now. They're painted on. All painted. But those are really good. God, wow. You don't know how much this means to <laughs> You have no idea what you're doing. You're getting lucky tonight. Yeah, no, this is great. Half my body weight is eyebrows. <laughs> so I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in Pakistan, did you see comics on television? You thought, oh my goodness, I want to do that. I didn't really consider anything artistic really until I came to America. And I, I remember I watched stand up here, I watched uh, Seinfeld. Uh-huh. I watched his HBO special, and it like blew me away. And I was like, you could just talk on stage, tell jokes, <laughs> and that's a job. That's amazing. And while you were in Iowa. That's when I was in Iowa. And what was your degree in? Uh, philosophy and computer science. Oh. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I just was like throwing a lot of arrows at a lot yep, of boards. Yeah. Sure. I had no idea what I wanted, but I saw this and it was one of those. It was, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I forget who it was, but one of the queens said, that someone in the audience said, I want to do drag. And they were like, don't do it. Only do it if you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. not it do it. It has to feel mm-hmm. like you have to do it. And that's how I felt about about comedy. I was like, it just felt like I just didn't have a choice. And yeah. when you called home and said, mom, dad, I'm going to be a comic. <laughs> yeah. They still haven't really accepted that. I was that, like, actually. how did that go over? <laughs> didn't, didn't do that. <laughs> I waited until they sort of found out on their own slowly and... Uh, we didn't talk about it for a long time. You know what was interesting? They would never talk about it. Like, even when I was doing TV, like when I did Letterman mm-hmm. or Conan, they would never talk about it. Silicon Valley, which mm-hmm. is the show I'm on, they would never talk about it. But every time I would visit, there'd be more, like, articles of me uh, up. Press like, clippings uh, that they'd framed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're just framed. not... They just verbal. not verbal. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Listen, we got to get back to set. How I could talk to them forever? I just love it. The movie is called The Big Sick. Emily Gordon and Kamel Nanjiani. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You should be so proud. So treated. You guys are a joy. I'm so happy for your success. It is fantastic. Because we all know, we've been in this business for a while, we know how many people whose dreams don't get to fruition. Absolutely. Really talented people so all the time. So many talented yeah. people, but you guys have broken through and got mazel tov. Mm. Fabulous. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen. Hey, hey,